Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It is Friday, December 1st, 2023. This week, Aza Ellerup makes a million dollars off dead people. The top Republican in Florida is being investigated for assaulting the other woman in his thruple. And Susan Smith says she'd make a great stepmom. Aww. A heartwarming episode of True Crime this week. Stay tuned. Yes. Super excited. We are all pumped to have James Author Renner. James Renner. James Renner has zeroed in. James Renner's once again drops a bombshell. All right, welcome back to True Crime This Week with me, James Renner. Hope you all enjoyed, enjoyed your uh, Thanksgiving. I'm still coming off my uh, tryptophan coma, but I uh, got a little coffee mixed with a little eggnog in my, uh, in my mug, so I'm ready to go. Let's get to it. As always, Walter's behind the camera. I want to thank Walter. He's just back from his uh, internship at OpenAI. Thanks for joining us, Walter. And hey, if you like this show, this is the this is True Crime This Week. You know, it wraps up the true crime stories you might have missed that maybe fell through the cracks this last week. And uh, you're going to be in the know. These are the, the, the type of stories that are going to be Netflix documentaries one day or books or what have you. The, the biggest true crime stories of the week. And if you're enjoying it, uh, tell a friend. You know somebody involved in uh, true crime that uh, likes to follow some podcasts or uh, Dateline specials, things like that. Um, you know, tell them about the podcast. Let's uh, let's grow this thing. Um, and uh, actually, we're doing really well. I I, I want to thank the people that I saw on social media this week, tweeting me those fun little uh, like Spotify wrap ups of their top five podcasts. Uh, it's nice to see. It's nice to see that. So thank you very much. Uh, let's get to the top stories. Uh, I'm gabbing too much. Uh, suspected Long Island serial killer Rex Hewerman's wife, Aza Ellerup, has signed a multi-million dollar, I'm sorry, not multi, just a single million dollars, which is still, still a lot of money, right? Even on Long Island. She signed a million dollar documentary deal, according to the New York Times. Uh, and, uh, I never thought I'd say this, but rapper 50 Cents is uh, involved. Um, 50 Cents production company G-Unit is reportedly producing the documentary for Peacock and NBC Universal. Now, a documentary about this case was always going to happen, 
And family access is very important for that to work well, of course. But I think maybe 50 Cent uh, jumped the gun here. No pun intended. First, there hasn't been a trial yet. Rex Heuerman's still awaiting his trial. And while the evidence that suggests he is the, lake, uh, the, uh, the Long Island serial killer is overwhelming, Heuerman uh, deserves his day in court and is presumed innocent until that happens. And that's the way it should play out, right? But also, we don't know yet how much Aza Ellerup herself knew or didn't know about her husband's alleged proclivities. For instance, a new witness came forward to police last month alleging that they attended a sex party at Heuerman's house in 1996, along with Karen Vergata. Now, that name should ring a bell because Vergata's remains were found near Gilgo Beach. She's presumed to be one of the victims. The witness says Aza Ellerup was present for at least part of that encounter. And it was Ellerup's hair that linked her husband to some of the bodies in this case. Though investigators say that could have happened through transfer. Uh, this happened, that popped up in the Amy Mihaljevic case, for instance, where uh, a hair was found on the body that might not have come from the killer. Uh, so we're constantly dropping DNA and, and um, pieces of us, which is gross when you think about it, and hair. And her hair might have ended up on Rex and then it transferred from Rex's body to the body of the victim. That's one way it could have happened. So, but it's weird. It's weird. Um, a lawyer for the families of the two victims of the Gilgo Beach serial killer, of two of the victims anyways, told the Times that anything Ellerup, sh uh, that Ellerup should be investigated as a suspect in the case, and that anything she says in the documentary could be used against her in court. It's not really protected in those Miranda rights that we have. Now, um, regardless, it, the whole thing is kind of, it's uh, skeezy is the word that comes to mind. Uh, shouldn't, if anybody's getting a million dollars, shouldn't it be the victims first? And then work, working our way back maybe towards the, the family of the perpetrator. Um, my prediction, by the way, is this whole thing falls apart pretty quickly. And uh, I, I, I suspect Aza and her daughter will still you know, get most of that money, but I don't see, I don't see this project going to completion, but you know, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Next story, the Sarasota Police Department, that's Florida, is investigating an alleged sexual assault that took place at the home of the leader of Florida's Republican Party, according to the Florida Trident, which is a government watchdog group. The developing story is, is pretty, pretty interesting. According to people close to the investigation who spoke to the Trident, Florida GOP Chairman Christian Ziegler and his wife Bridget were involved in a three-way relationship with another woman. The alleged attack occurred at the Ziegler's when Bridget was not home. The police report that, uh, that Sarasota is releasing, so uh, the, the Sarasota police have released the criminal report of this, but it's heavily, heavily redacted, uh, except for the words rape and sexually battered. Ziegler has acknowledged the investigation through an attorney. Sources told the Trident that a search warrant was issued for his cell phone. And there are also allegations that he videotaped the three ways without the woman's consent. Now there's nothing wrong with thruples. Whatever floats your boat, fine. 
um, go for it. We should, you know, you, you get one, one time at this life. You should enjoy it to your best ability. Uh, but the Zieglers don't really want that sort of sexual openness for the general hoi polloi, as they say, the general people. Bridget Ziegler is the co-founder of Moms for Liberty, which supports book bans for sexually charged literature in public schools. And she's worked with the governor, DeSantis, on the Parental Rights and Education Act, which limits talk about sexual orientation and gender identity in schools. She's also a leading anti-trans activist and an opponent of critical race theory. This alleged, you know, so it's, it's one of those like, they're a little bit of a hypocrite. You know, if they hadn't run on family values, this probably, we wouldn't care as much. I mean, there's still an assault that allegedly took place, of course, but the whole thruple thing, it's uh, not that big a deal. What's, what's, what's the big deal about this is this alleged assault that took place. But at the same time, they're saying that they don't want anybody else to openly explore their sexuality. The alleged assault took place on October 2nd, but no charges have been filed at this time. It is Florida, by the way, so maybe a 50-50 chance there. Now, this next story, the final top story this week, it's, it's going to seem you're going it's going to seem like there's a pattern to my stories. Uh, and I am, of course, a, a liberal, uh, a professed Marxist, if you will. But uh, <laughs> I do go after Democrats on this show. Uh, as well. You know, I have been talking about this, um, you know, Biden's laptop, I think is definitely a story that we should be talking about. There's some terrible, terrible things in there um, that relate to both Hunter and the Biden family. I think it's a, it's a true news story. So uh, all that said, this is, this is about another Republican that went wrong, um, but I think it's newsworthy. Here we go. NPR reports that Ryan Fournier the co-founder of the Young Republicans group Students for Trump personally paid the college tuition for 100 inner-city kids. Oh, wait. No, no, I got that wrong. Sorry. He was charged with beating a woman with a gun. Fournier was arrested November 21st and charged with assault on a female and assault with a deadly weapon in Johnston District Court, which is in North Carolina. Fournier co-founded Students for Trump while attending Campbell University. Now, this organization has since grown to infect 350 other campus chapters throughout the country. It's a growing movement, inspiring young conservatives to get out the vote. Interestingly enough, the other co-founder of that group, a guy named John Lambert, was sentenced to prison in 2019 for a wire fraud scheme that netted him over $46,000. A couple of good guys. The victim has not shared her story with the media yet. Uh, it's been reported that this is his girlfriend that, that he allegedly beat. According to the police report, he struck the woman in the forehead with a 9mm nine Sig Sauer P229. If you don't know your guns, it's kind of that standard handgun thing. Uh, and since these are just misdemeanor charges, it's likely Fournier will not face jail time if convicted until he does it again, of course. So those are the top stories of this week. I've got lots more coming up after the break. We've got cold case updates. We've got to talk about Susan Smith and what's going on with her. There's more Rex Hewerman, or not Rex Hewerman, Alex Murdoch stuff. Lots more to get to. Stay tuned. I'll be back in 2 and 2. Please hang up and try again. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we're back with L.A. Law, starring Susan Day. Oh, I miss Susan Day. Uh, She should be in more stuff. Cold, here's your cold case updates for you. Oscar Pistorius is jumping up and down with excitement. I mean, kinda. Uh, as well as he can. After he was granted parole last Friday, more than a decade after killing his girlfriend Riva Steenkamp by shooting her through a bathroom door at his home in South Africa, according to the Associated Press. You remember Pistorius, right? He's that double amputee Olympic runner. He has those cool razor legs that he runs on, like the Terminator. He was at the height of his career when he killed his girlfriend on Valentine's Day in 2013. At his murder trial, Pistorius said he killed Steenkamp by mistake, thinking she was an intruder. Prosecutors said he killed the 29-year-old model after a late-night argument. Pistorius is expected to live out of his uncle's mansion until his probation is over. I wonder if they're going to try an ankle monitor. Disgraced South Carolina attorney Alex Murdoch, a.k.a. Creepy Eyes McGee, was sentenced to another 27 years on Tuesday after pleading guilty to several financial crimes, including money laundering, forgery, and tax evasion, according to CNN. 
While he admitted to the financial crimes, Murdoch took the opportunity to again profess his innocence in the murder of his wife and son. After all these charges, Murdoch could be released when he's around 75 years old. After all this, he could still live to get out again. His attorney joked that when that happens, they'll play a round of golf. Of course, if Murdoch loses, he'll kill him and leave his body on the side of the road to make it look like a hit and run. Jonathan Majors was back in court for the beginning of his trial this week, defending Ant-Man Quantumania and domestic violence charges, according to ABC News. Majors faces a misdemeanor assault and harassment charge stemming from an incident with his former girlfriend, Grace Jabari, who claims he twisted her arm behind her back and struck her in the head before pushing her into a vehicle during a fight. Majors denies the charges. Now, um, I know this is... It, I'm a bit of an MCU nerd. That's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I've watched all the films, except for the Marvels, which I haven't gotten to yet, but I will. I'm not, I'm not discounting it. I'll probably go see it. I'll probably enjoy it. Uh, now, it's, this is a big deal for the Marvel Universe, even though the bigger deal here is the actual assault, right? But everybody's worried because Majors is being built up to be the new big bad. The new, you know, this, this Kang the Conqueror who's supposed to be worse than uh, the guy from Goonies that uh, killed everybody. Um, and so, like, what do you do if this guy's convicted and has to go to, like, jail for a year? or if just nobody wants to work with him, which I think is going to happen. I, you know, here's a, it's a very easy solution, and I don't hear anybody else talking about it. All you do is, uh, you know, we've seen Kang in these many forms. It involves the multiverse and other dimensions. Uh, you just make him the teenage version, a teenage Kang before he grows up to look like Jonathan Majors. You still have the character. You, still, you could even get the same guy to play him that was in uh, the Loki or whatever. But that's how you do it. You just go with the, the teenage kid. Teenagers could be extremely frightening. I have two of them. So that's how you fix the MCU if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> next story. The body of a teenage boy who remained a John Doe for 49 years was identified this week thanks to genetic genealogy, according to NBC News. This is another win for Othram, our friends over there. Nice job. I love that we're solving these old, like, half-century cold cases every week. The body was discovered on September 14, 1974, by two people who were off-roading on a fire road near Laguna Beach. And at first, the medical examiner believed the cause of death was due to alcohol and diazepam intoxication. But then other bodies started showing up in the same area, and those were murders. And those murders were linked to a serial killer named Randy Croft, who came to be known as the Scorecard Killer. Croft was arrested in 1983. After police spotted him swerving on the highway, pulled him over, and found a dead body in his car. He was convicted of killing 16 men in the same area that this other body was found. Now, police announced this week that, they, uh, that this unidentified young man was actually Michael Ray Schlicht of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. He was 17 years old when he disappeared. Croft, by the way, is still alive behind bars in San Quentin. He's currently 78 years old. On to some weird news this week. It's about Susan Smith. Susan Smith is already planning for her release after next year's parole hearing, according to Fox News. Susan Smith was sentenced to 29 years in prison. If you do the math, she was sentenced 29 years in prison in 1994. That 
she's her time's up for the murders of her two sons three-year-old michael and 14 month old alexander this was a huge story back in the day if you were born after the turn of the millennium you might not be aware of the story but it was huge at the time uh, because susan smith initially reported that she had been carjacked by a black man who then took her kids there was a massive search everybody was lo looking for these kids and they were arresting black men left and right um, then she confessed to police that she let her car roll into a lake drowning the boys inside she said she did not want children a man she was having an affair with had just written her a letter stating that child that her children were the reason he didn't want to continue the relationship Smith is up for parole next year, and Fox News got a hold of some recordings from the jailhouse phone she uses to communicate with half a dozen would-be suitors. These men are lining up to take care of her after she's released, and some of them have kids of their own. She told one admirer that she would make a great stepmother. A different man offered her a car upon her release, and another spoke about moving in together and starting a new family. Now, it's, it's interesting. People are always complaining that it's a it's impossible to find it a, a good date after the age of 40. Apparently those people are a little too good for prison pen pals. I'm just saying, might be a way to go. Over to pop culture. Uh, the final episode of The Cult of Mother God aired Monday on HBO, and boy, it's a doozy. If you aren't following this uh, this limited series documentary, you got to jump over to HBO, check it out. I'm sorry, Max. They're calling it Max. Anyway, here's the write-up. Love Has Won, The Cult of Mother God, that's the name of the documentary, chronicles the life and death of Amy Carlson, also known as Mother God, a self-proclaimed spiritual savior who built a cult through her online manifestos, must be on Tumblr, uh, and live streaming sessions. As Amy's health declined, her followers believed her death would lead to her evacuation by UFO and salvation for humanity. Told through the eyes of Amy's devotees, and constructed from the cult's archival footage, the three-part docuseries captured the perils of internet proselytizing and conspiracy-driven faith. Now, uh, the final episode, boy, uh, there are some pictures there that I can't unsee. I wish I hadn't seen them, um, but it shows the end of this woman who became a cult leader, and she, you know, it just never ends well. Uh, she started eating silver, you know you're off the deep end when you start eating metals, uh, and it started turning her skin blue. Things went downhill from there. Uh, Christmas lights are involved. So, um, yeah. Anyways, it's it's if you're into true crime, it's it's worth a it, even if just like to warn you if you're ever tempted to join a cult, watch that show, and and hopefully it'll turn you off. Finally, here's a book for you. A uh, new book just came out this week. It's called A Jacket. Off the Gorge. Uh, a Jacket Off the Gorge is a page-turning real-life psychological thriller that tells the story of a journalist who crossed paths with a master manipulator, exposing the shortcomings of a criminal justice system that failed them both. John Fontaine's teenage years were shaped by his motivation to run a lucrative drug-selling enterprise. Despite the many tricks up his sleeve, the law catches up with him time after time. To escape the lengthy prison sentence, John bails out of jail and fakes his own death. He throws his jacket off a gorge, the pinnacle of a meticulously staged suicide. Police find the jacket and declare him dead. 
only to capture him later as a fugitive from justice. Seven years after the ruse, John meets Susan, who is unaware of his criminal past, and he's keeping a secret. He's stolen a treasure of ancient gold and silver coins. He will never give away its location. John is artful in deception and manipulation, particularly of the women who love him. Susan has the professional connections, resources, and intelligence that could benefit him. Will he take advantage of her trust for personal gain? John sends Susan on a roller coaster of love and fear and exploits the weaknesses in the criminal justice system to work his biggest cons yet, ending in a trail of victims and death. A jacket off the gorge peels back the layers of the criminal mind, revealing a fascinating look at one man's struggles within himself and with others. John's story raises questions about incarceration versus rehabilitation, lack of mental health treatment for offenders, and abuses by those who entrust, we entrust to uphold the law. That sounds, there's so much packed up in there. I hope that becomes, uh, I'd like to see that as a limited series, maybe written, adapted by um, Richard Price or, uh, or this journalist herself. I'd watch that. That, that should be a Max original, right? Um, so anyways, check it out. Jack it on the Gorge. And that's the show for this week. And uh, here we are at the weekend. Enjoy it while it lasts before the, the mask mandates come back and we're all locked up again and forced to watch more Netflix. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. It's not going to happen. We're going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. Just tell yourself, James, it's going to be fine. Um, anyways, enjoy the weekend. Uh, and in the words of the incomparable Murray Saul, the godfather of Cleveland Radio, we got to, 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 get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a fearful symmetry production. Photo and artwork are licensed through Shutterstock. If you like the cut of my jib, I have another podcast you might enjoy called The Philosophy of Crime, in which I attempt to solve the big questions behind our true crime obsession by looking to philosophy for answers. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Sit, Brownie, sit. Good dog. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.